الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد بإذن الله تعالى the next installment in the benefits during the 2020 pandemic series is one which would deal with the protocols or preventative protocols نعم which is of extreme importance and Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-Islam wa sunnah We have a deen that is perfect A deen that is perfect Its guidance Gives us guidance In every aspect of our lives In good times Bad times And the like We have guidance from the deen In times of good health And in times of unprecedented uh, Ill health We have Guidelines. Naam. The Fadil to Shaykh, Shaykh Muhammad Sa'id Raslan, he mentions some of the asbab, asbab al zahira, the raf'in bala, some tangible reasons and means by way in which calamities are removed, by way in which calamities are removed, meaning the means. Of the removal of the calamities Because the reality is that The one who sent down the calamity Is the only one who can remove the calamity Naam, The one who sent down the calamity Is the only one who could remove the calamity But with that Allah Jalla wa'ala He has commanded us to take the means To take the means of precaution To take the means Once the calamity has has, has struck So on and so forth Naam. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, لَقَدْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى لِرَفْعِ الْبَلَاءِ أَسْبَابًا ظَاهِرًا ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاطِنًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, verily He has made the removing of calamities to have means and reasons, to have means and reasons by way in which they are removed or connected to their removal. Those which are apparent, those which are tangible, apparent, and those which are hidden, those which are intangible and are hidden. But as relates to those apparent reasons, those apparent reasons for the removal of a calamity or for the preventive, the prevention or preventative means to avoidance of a calamity. التي يجب الأخذ بأقصى درجة منها of which we have to take them seriously we have to hold on and it is wajib that we hold on to them in earnestly, seriously that we take to them to the most in which we can take to them the preventative means نعم, and those means that are needed to be taken once they actually strike and reach us and touch us and the like and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
to keep all of you safe, all of us safe and our family safe throughout this tremendously uh, um, scary and frightening ordeal. The Shaykh, he mentions, And these are the means in which the people of specialty, those who are specialists in a particular thing, those who are specialists in a particular affair, what their uh, suggestions and their guidelines based upon the knowledge that they have about these particular things, then we have to abide by them. And we have to give them serious consideration and abide by them and we're talking about those things that are based upon research. They are based up from true professionals, not things that come up yani, just in some internet post or some internet chat room and so on and so forth and people who are not professionals but who are just offering their yani, erroneous opinions and so on and so forth. But the true guidelines from the specialists, people who are specialized in the likes of these particular things. التي تصدر عن مؤسسات الدولة الرسمية and we have to we have to take the guidelines and implement the guidelines that have come from the national the official national organizations from the official national organizations نعم that we have to abide by their guidelines and we have to take to their advice when they give it in their in their guidelines when they put their guidelines in play in their protocols so on and so forth when yani they uh, come up with them then we have to abide by them now we have to abide by them and this abiding by these national organizations those who are connected to the government those who are connected to the ruler we have to abide by them because obedience to the one who was in charge, the Muslim ruler, obedience to the Muslim ruler, naam, is wajib. Obedience to the Muslim ruler is wajib. Naam. وَمَنْ يُفَوِّضُهُ أَوْ يَنُوبُ عَنْهُ مِنْ مُؤَسِّسَاتِ الدَّوْلَةِ الْوَطَنِيَّةِ wajiba. And also obedience to the one who the, the ruler has entrusted with a particular affair. Those who the ruler has allocated that they will take responsibility for a particular affair and those whom the ruler has put in charge of a particular affair, then our obedience unto them is also wajib because it's linked to our obedience to the ruler. Likewise, those who are taking the place of the ruler, نعم, أو ينوبوا عنه, Naam, those who take the place in absence of a ruler or those who take the place of a ruler in a particular affair because they have been allocated and they have been assigned to said duty, then also obedience unto them, it is wajib. And it is a must that we yani, abide by the official channels and that we don't take our information from unofficial sources and we don't take our information from whack jobs yani, on some back alley corner that has come up with what they feel is a cure because if a whack job in a back alley corner could come up with a cure then you 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 think the officials and those who are specialists it will escape them what is yani the cure or, or the treatments yeah we should say and 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 to show how this foolishness is destructive yani an illustration of this destructive foolishness was like that individual that misguided kafir pastor 
Nam, who told his congregation, or he gave his congregation, Dextol to drink to cure coronavirus. Nam, and if you know those people don't know what that is, yeah, um, it's 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 equivalent to like a Lysol disinfective cleaning agent. Nam, this fool told them drink it, and those fools drunk it and then died, and then died because they ingested poison. He told about it's gonna kill Corona. It killed them. Subhanallah. We have to obey the rulers and we have to obey those who they have put in charge, the people of, of uh, experience and know-how and knowledge. Then we have to abide by their guidelines. And what is the proof that we have to obey the ruler and those who he has put in charge over the affairs and things like this? Is what is Allah Ta'ala's statement? Ya ayyuhalladina amanu Allah wa rasul wa ulu amri minkum. Is Allah Ta'ala's statement, O you who believe, obey Allah and obey the Messenger and those who are in authority over you. And those who are in authority over you. Now, so it is a must that we take and we heed by these guidelines. And this is just Yari Muqaddimah. This is just an introduction overall to what we want to talk about. But the actual means and the actual protocol that we want to look at that has to be employed yani, during this situation and at all times, even outside this situation, yani, is the sabab, is the reason or the cause of an asbab and from the tangible reasons and causes by way in which are linked to the removal of a pandemic or an epidemic is what is to have a concern, a heightened concern for cleanliness. A heightened concern for cleanliness. Now, as we know as Muslims, as Muslims, cleanliness, then this is from the deen. This is what we are being commanded to do, to be clean and to look and pay very close attention to hygiene very close attention to cleanliness what yani and the like and there's a lot of benefits that are connected to that alhamdulillah all praise and thanks belong to allah for guiding us to islam and for guiding us to the sunnah because islam it puts a very high concern on cleanliness a very high concern on cleanliness and it has made it that which is necessary a key component essential matter Ma'am, essential matter in the legislation so as to protect the human beings from sicknesses and from things which may hurt them. Ma'am, so cleanliness, it is from the means that are both preventative and also the means that have to be accompanied with any type of treatment is it has to be cleanliness. Ma'am. And when one looks at this, then this becomes yani, very clear on how cleanliness could help as a preventative factor now, from, yani, from catching something, but also 
how cleanliness is a key component once something is contracted. It has to be, cleanliness has to be there. So for example, for the one who is concerned with cleanliness, then a lot of things, a lot of contaminants, a lot of illnesses, yani viruses, bacteria, and so on and so forth that are harmful, they, he, yani he can escape them or she can escape them and avoid them by what? By being clean and having a concern for cleanliness. Now, so for example, those who are concerned with their cleanliness when it relates to their food and food preparation and so on and so forth, then you will find that these individuals they don't run as high of a risk of 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 of, of uh, salmonella poisoning, for example, now, because they are sure to clean the utensils, to clean the cutting boards, to clean, to clean, to clean, to clean, now, and and they because they're concerned about cross contamination, and likewise, once a calamity has struck, then cleanliness is, is a vital key component. If an individual needs a surgery. Be due to a sickness or an ailment, yeah, a condition, so on and so forth, then the cleanliness of his surgeons is of extreme importance. Everybody who comes in there has to be clean, sterilized, and so on and so forth, so that they do not transfer uh, any type of contaminants or bacteria or any type of things inside the chest cavity of the individual who they're operating upon. So cleanliness is of extreme, extreme importance. Now, well, here, Surah. من سور الأخذ بالأسباب التي أمر بها دينونا الحنيف and the cleanliness then this is just an illustration from the taking of the means by way in which our religion commands us with our religion يعني of of توحيد our religion of ease it commands us with نعم it commands us with that we have to be clean and we have to take to cleanliness, and we have to take the means by way in which things are yani, uh, uh, accomplished and attained. We have to take the means. As Muslims, we don't sit on our hands yeah, and say, oh, we're going to be protected. No, we have to take the means. And alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, you see the guidance of Islam in this aspect, and you see the misguidance, you see the misguidance naam, of, of the Christians and of the kuffar. But in particular, the Christians, you see their misguidance. Now, those who throw caution to the wind and they see that this is, is an illustration of their faith. And this is not correct. Now, how many of the individuals, even with the stay-at-home orders, even with the knowledge that the infectiousness of this yani, uh, a pathogen, it's, 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 it's tremendous. Now, it's tremendous the, it, it, how it's infectious. But... With that, and this is a side point, which is very important to know, that the pathogen, the coronavirus, COVID-19, with within itself, it does not have the ability to jump from person to person with and within and by itself. But rather, it will touch those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed it will touch. Now, and it's not as such as we believe that infectious diseases they are infectious with it within themselves and if anyone who comes in contact and they will be affected and so on and so forth because as we know it's not the case and the reality shows us that this is not the case because you will have a family and there will be certain members of the family that will get it and certain members of the family won't get it now if it was infectious with it within itself anyone who comes in contact is thus therefore then exposed and infected then everybody will be affected 100 percent infectious rate now, but is that the case? No, it's not the case. Why? Because this, like everything else inside of Allah's universe, moves 
by the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's important that we know and we understand that. But even with that being the case, we have been commanded to take the means. So if the if the plague strikes in a place that we're in, we're not allowed to leave it. Right? It's taking the means. Of course, it's all about qadr. Now, those who are going to get sick are going to get sick regardless. But we have to take the means. And we're commanded to take the means by staying there and not traveling out so that we expose others to it, potentially others to it. Likewise, those who are outside the land are not allowed to enter into it. Huh? Of course, you say, yes, yeah, it's Yes, it's Baqadr. Whoever's going to get it, going to get it. But at the same time, we've been commanded to take the means, to take the means and stay away from entering into it so that you don't expose yourself to it. Naam? So we run from the Qadr to the Qadr. You understand? Because it's all by Qadr. It's all by the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to take the means. And a focus on cleanliness is from the taking of the means. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told us in general, And be diligent in chasing after that which benefits you. Naam. And this shows us, alhamdulillah, the guidance of the deen. As opposed to getting back to those misguided Christians before I missed the point. As I almost did, right? Is that they were saying things like, we're going to go to our places of worship on our day of worship and so on and so forth. And then we're going to be protected by the blood of Jesus. Subhanallah, billah. what foolishness is this? Billah. Jesus will protect us. Billah. What, what foolishness is this? Shirk, shirk akbar, bila shaku bila raib. And that foolishness is yani, enough. That foolishness is enough with within itself. If there was no other foolishness attached to it than giving ibadah to a slave who they themselves gave ibadah unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who they themselves, they are impoverished, they are poor, they are weak, they can do nothing. Everything is by the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They, they who, themselves who called everyone to worship Allah and Allah alone, to worship them is of tremendous stupidity. To believe that they could affect and change and, and have a bearing on the universe is of tremendous stupidity. But then to add to that stupidity, which really after that stupidity, when no other form of stupidity is surprising, is that they'll plunge into a potentially dangerous situation talking about they're going to be saved by the blood or whatever. This is of tremendous, yani, subhanallah, subhanallah. Anyone who looks at this, they will know this type of thinking. It's not from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not command us to put us in situations that we are going to expose ourselves to harm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not command us to plunge ourselves into situations where we will be destroyed or potentially destroyed or yani, could become infectious and thus destroy others from our families and so on and so forth. La. But rather the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said what? He said, there is no harm or no reciprocation of harm. You don't put yourself in a situation that you'll be directly harmed and you do not indirectly harm others or set up uh, situations that could lead indirectly to the harm of others. Now, this is how we've been commanded inside the deen. This is what is correct. The Prophet and be diligent in chasing after that which will benefit you. So we have to be diligent 
hardworking and chasing after that which will benefit us as relates to preventative things, as relates to the actual thing when we're in it itself, so on and so forth. Now, we have to be diligent in chasing after those means and things in which will bring us success. We have to take the means of success. We have to take the means of yani, the aversion of harm, so on and so forth. And then the Prophet wasallam, because he's yani, teaching us that we have to take the means, but at the same time, the 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 tawfiq, the actualization of that particular thing, whether that particular thing comes to fruition or not, is not is not is not because of us nor our taking of the means. So therefore, the the the, the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said, "Wasta'in billah and seek the help, aid, and assistance from Allah." Why? Because the tawfiq min Allah, the success, it is from Allah subhanahu wa taala. The success. It is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And our taking of the means does not equate to success or the coming to fruition of that particular thing. No, it is by yani, uh, the success that is granted from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's important that we understand that. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informs us of that because what? To show the balance. The believer has balance. Now, they're not too far to this way, not too far to that way. But we are balanced. So we take the means and we seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is incumbent, it is incumbent that we look to the taking of the means and from the taking of the means as relates to infections and infectious diseases, as relates to pandemics, so on and so forth, is cleanliness. This is from the means, is cleanliness. So we have to take to the means. But tibar. كل طرق الوقائية والإرشادات الصحية والاهتمام بكل أنواع النظافة and we have to take all roads, all pathways, all means at our disposal that are preventative and we have to take the guidelines and protocols that are the health guidelines and protocols we have to implement the health guidelines and protocols and we have to have a concern for every type of cleanliness we have to have a concern for every type of cleanliness so for the believers it is not as such as just be worrying about washing our hands now but we have to make sure that we have a concern for cleanliness as relates to our bedden and bedden our bodies now that we make sure that our bodies are clean and we make sure we keep up with our personal hygiene and our personal cleanliness as it relates to the whole of our bodies, not just our hands. Nam with the ab, and we have to make sure that our clothes are clean. Nam so there's a concern for the cleanliness of the clothes. Nam and the sanitation of the clothes, so on and so forth. So those medical professionals who say things like when they come home from the hospital that they they disrobe inside of the garage, for example. Or yani, they go straight to the laundry room or whatever the case is. And they take off all of their clothes. Then they make sure they wash them because of the, the potential of their clothes having yani, the virus got on their clothes and so on and so forth. So they disrobe, take off all of their clothes and they make sure their clothes are washed. They have a concern for the clothes. The deen of Al-Islam, that protocol was already with us. We already had that protocol. We should always be concerned with the cleanliness of our bodies and the cleanliness of our clothes themselves. Now, not just not just the hands. But of the, the but of everything, the body, the clothes, now well, mechan, and we have to make sure that the place, that the areas are cleaned, 
and we have to make sure the areas are clean and free from contamination and so on and so forth this is of extreme importance that we are taught to that that we are taught yani inside of the deen what ta'am what sharab and also of the food and also of the drink naam so the guide the protocols that they're coming out now where they're saying that when you bring your groceries inside the house or if they are delivered into the house that you spray them down you wipe them down with disinfective agents and so on and so forth the packaging and and all this stuff before you put it in the pantry before you put it inside the refrigerator you wipe it down you make sure you make sure you make sure subhanallah when one looks at the guidance of the deen of al-islam we have already been pointed to this to make sure the food is clean the place is clean the food is clean the drink is clean Naam, which includes what the packaging make sure the packaging is clean and so on and so forth huh and the like Naam, so all of this is from the ni'mah the ni'mah that allah ta'ala or the ni'm the blessings that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon the muslims that he has guided us to such outstanding way of life that it is a protection for us if implemented uh, from the likes of these things in an in, 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 in awesome preventative of uh, uh, manner as relates to or yani agent as it likes to particular these particular things naam for dinul islam al-azim huwa dinul tahara so the, the tremendous religion of islam it is a religion of what of of cleanliness naam of hygiene Think about it. Think about the hygiene of the deen, yani, and what we call to do and how we call to be clean, our clothes clean, or the place yani, that we pray in clean, naam, the uh, uh, the masajid clean, of all the rewards of those who clean the masajid, the homes cleaned, so on and so forth, naam, all the reward. Think about this. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said what means that if it had not yani, it been a hardship for the ummah, he would have commanded us to make to, to, to use a siwak with every wudu. Every wudu siwak. Now think about the think about the oral hygiene that is connected into that. Now, so now let's say a person they, they really break wudu. Okay, they really they rarely break wudu, but let's say that person probably make wudu three times a day, four times a day. Right, the person that rarely break it, they rarely break the wudu. But five times a day, let's say make wudu for every salat. Brushing your teeth five times a day, you're gonna tell me about some oral hygiene that's that that can compete with that. You understand? Every time we'll know you brush your teeth, and we're encouraged to do it. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi didn't mandate it. Now it wasn't mandated upon us uh, um, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi he informed us why? Because it will be a hardship. Because it will be a hardship for the Ummah. But we're still encouraged to it. To brush our teeth uh, with every every time we make wudu. The Prophet وسلم, when he came home, he would brush his teeth. The Prophet وسلم, when he woke up, he would brush his teeth. Naam. Subhanallah. Just reflect upon that. And reflect upon the guidance in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us to. But yet, unfortunately, many of the youth, many of the Muslims, they want to chase after the next man. They want to chase after the kuffar. They want to chase after the kafir man. And the life that they upon, and their life, lifestyle, their culture, all that is filled with all types of heinous, uh, and despicable things, uncleanliness, and the like. Alhamdulillah, ala ni'mati al-Islami wa Sunnah. All praise and thanks belong to Allah for the guidance of Islam and the guidance of the Sunnah. Naam. 
And some people, they may not like that is mentioned, but you know, sometimes you have to call a spade a spade. And the way of life in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has gifted us with is one that is perfect, is one that is outstanding. And that which is other than that, then you'll find in it many type of diseases, many type of calamities, many type of filthiness, many type of, of, of things which cause and lead to nothing but stress and headache and agony. If the kuffar, if they really knew, if they really knew what is the guidance of Islam, they'll be rushing to it in droves just so that they can benefit themselves. Just so that they can benefit themselves. And if the Muslim, if the Muslims really knew what is the guidance of Islam, they will not be turning their backs on Islam and trying to act like the kafir man. The deen of Islam is a deen of, of cleanliness. Naam, deen of tahara, al-bautin, wal-zahir, ala sawa It is a religion where the cleanliness on the outside and the cleanliness on the inside is the same. We strive to make sure our inside is clean, is pure with tawheed. And we strive to make sure our inside is clean, that we believe correct. We strive to make sure our inside is, is clean, that our hearts are clean. Naam. And we strive to make sure our outside is clean as well, that we have good appearance, that we don't come across looking disheveled. When that Arabi came, when that desert Bedouin he came, and his hair was all disheveled, the Prophet ﷺ commanded him, yeah, I need to, to, to take care of that situation, to comb his hair, Naam. and the like. This is of extreme importance. In the Hadith Jibreel, when Jibreel came to the Prophet ﷺ to teach yani, the deen, he came in an appearance that was clean. Naam. Extremely black hair. No dust. No, no, no dust. No sand in it. Yani, clean. Right? Extremely, exceedingly white thalb. Huh? No stain. No clean. Naam. And this is the way of the Muslims. That we shall always strive to be clean on the inside and on the outside. Naam. And to be clean. And, and subhanAllah, how, how many marriages this will save? How many marriages yani, will be enhanced and enriched if each spouse made it a point to stay looking good, smelling good for the other one? Now, to stay looking good, smelling good for the other one. That's how it should be. Is that the way it is? Unfortunately, it's not. Many of the sisters, they're walking around the house looking like, they, like their heads is all messed up, their hair all messed up, looking crazy, right? Un, unkept, disheveled, the men even worse, breath stinking, all this type of stuff. But then when they go outside, they, well, now they want to brush their teeth, put on some oils, and they want to get dap it up and stuff to go outside. You should be looking like that for your wife, brother. It's likewise, sister. Go out you walk around the house looking crazy in sweatpants and all that type of stuff. And now it's time to go to Anima somewhere. You want to get all dressed up and like that. You should be looking nice in your house for your husband, sister. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, and in it, there are, what translated means, and in it, there are men who love to be clean. They love cleanliness. Cleanliness on the inside and on the outside. That there are in it men who love to be clean. On the inside, clean belief, clean aqidah, clean heart, clean morals and manners. You understand? Clean on the inside. And they're also what? Clean on the outside. The outside also is clean. You understand? The outside also is what is clean. Naam. 
And Allah loves those who are clean. And Allah loves those who are clean. So this is from the ways in which an individual can yani, seek the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is by what? Is by being clean on the inside and on the outside. And Allah ta'ala, he says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا قُنْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ فَغُصِلُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ إِلَى الْمُرَافِقَ وَامْسَحُوا بِرْؤُوسِكُمْ وَأَرُجُولَكُمْ إِلَى الْكَعْبَيْنِ Allah Ta'ala, he says what translated means, O oh, you who believe, when you stand up for the prayer, when you stand up for the prayer, then wash your face, wash your face and your hands until the elbow, meaning including the elbow, right? Wash your hands, including up and into the elbow, including the elbow, and wipe over your heads and over your feet. Excuse me. And wipe over, wipe your heads and wash your feet. Wipe your heads and wash your feet. Now, there comes a, there comes a recitation. وَأَرْجُلِكُمْ uh, and in this one, وَأَرْجُلِكُمْ with a kasra, kasra under the lamb, then this means also wipe the feet. Wipe the heads, wipe the feet. So this is the, it's, here is a delil for mesh ala ala khufain. To wipe over the socks. Naam, to wipe over the socks. Whether that sock is from leather or from other than leather, you can wipe over your sock. Okay? Or what's on your feet, yani. Ala kulli hal. But here, in this recitation, wipe your heads and wash your feet and wash your feet up up until and including the ankles up until and including the ankles Naam. this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he commands us yani, to do so the shaykh he mentions and this is very important and I want everyone bithnilahi ta'ala all this is yani, a reminder the benefit while we you know dealing with corona uh, 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 stay-at-home orders and and so on and so forth uh, and uh, quarantine um, let's still learn some stuff and let's review some stuff okay let's learn some stuff and let's review some stuff because as we know from the wudu you have aspects of the wudu that are obligatory now then you have aspects of the wudu that are from the sunan of the wudu Naam, the sunnah actions of the wudu. So the shaykh he mentions, since yani, we, on the topic he says, فَمِنْ فُرُوضِ الْوُضُوْ And from the aspects that are essential and wajib for the wudu is what? Is غَصُّ الْيَدَيْنِ إِلَى الْمُرَافِقِ Is the washing of the hands up until and including the elbows. So that means what? The washing of the arm. The washing of the arm that includes the elbow. Naam. وَمِنْ سُنِّ الْوُضُوْ and from the sunnah aspects of the wudu is to wash the hand. Naam is to wash the hand. Yani wudu. The washing of the hand meaning the kef. You can see here is the kef. Okay. Washing of this part here. And and um, and I'm pointing to my hand. The, the the palm of the hand, both sides of it, front side and back side. The washing of this portion of the hand at the beginning of the wudu then this is from the sunnah aspects of the wudu. But washing of the whole from 
all the way up and including the elbow, then this is from the uh, obligatory aspects of the wudu. So when we first start the wudu and we wash our hands inside at that point, that's a sunnah aspect of the wudu. The hadith Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the sifat of wudu in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the hadith of Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu, where he described the wudu of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. فَأَفْرَغَ عَلَى كَفَيْهِ ثَلَاثَ مَرَاتٍ فَغَصْلَهَا He poured water on his kaf. This is the kaf right here. You see? This is the kaf on his kaf. He poured water on his kaf and he washed it three times. Three times. Okay? So that's from the sunnah aspects of the wudu. حَدِيثٌ مُتَفِقٌ عَلَيْهِ نعم نعم Another benefit. And if a person, he wakes up from his sleep. He was sleeping, she was sleeping. They wake up from their sleep. And let's say they have a container where they make wudu from the container. Meaning it's a container of water, a still water. Basically, you sticking your hand inside the container. Okay? Whether it's a bucket, a jug, whatever the case is. But you're sticking, is big enough. It has an opening big enough that you can actually stick your hand into it. And submerge your hand into the water. So a basin or anything of the like. Okay. There are protocols as it relates to it. And one, yani, they'll see inshallah the beauty of the deen of al-Islam. The beauty of the deen of al-Islam will be commanded to do. If a person wakes up from his sleep. A person, they wake up from their sleep. You understand? فَإِنَّهُ يَجِبُ غُسْلَهُمَا ثَلَاثٍ عَلَى الصَّحِيحِ They have to wash their hand. The kef. Right? Three times. They have to wash it three times. Before they enter it into the basin. Before they put your hand inside the basin, you have to pour water on it and you got to wash your hands, sanitize your hands three times. Naam. The hadith Abi Huraira, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Qal, qal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, idha stay qadha ahadukum, من نومه فلا يغمس يده في الإناء حتى يغسلها ثلاثا فإنه لا يدني أين باتت يده حديث متفق عليه The Prophet وسلم, he said what means If one of you wakes up from his sleep then let him wash his hands three times before they submerge their hands into the basin or the vessel of water before they submerge their hands in the vessel of water, wash your hand three times outside the vessel. And then the Prophet wasallam he explained why. He said, because verily none of you knows where his hand spent the night. None of you knows where his hand spent the night. So if a person has anything on his hands from contaminants, naam, be it any, yeah, you know what kind of contaminant could be on your hand. Uh, in that situation, then they will wash it off and cleanse it off before yani, that. And alhamdulillah, the Muslim, now it is from the fitrah to what? <clears throat> to cut the nails. So our nails are cut so that the individual, they don't have a whole bunch of nails and stuff that contaminates bacteria, yani, fecal matter, and all this type of stuff can hide under the nail. Can hide under the nail. And then it gets transferred to a person's mouth. And now they got some kind of sickness. You understand? So with the cutting, the nails is already cut. They're already low. 
right? Before we put our, we submerge our hands into the vessel that somebody else may come and, you know, put some of that water in their mouth and so on and so forth. Wash your hands three times. Wash your hands three times. Now, and these are yeah, any side benefits that the Sheikh he mentioned because it's related to the overall topic. But back to the pillars of the wudu, washing the the arm up into the elbow is from the pillar of the wudu. Now, also with ghusl wajj, ruknun min arkan al wudu, and also the washing of the face is a rukn from the arkan al wudu, from the pillars of wudu. Now, لقوله تعالى due to Allah Ta'ala's statement يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا قُلْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةَ غُصِلُوا وَجُوهَكُمْ O you who believe, if you stand for the prayer, then wash your faces. So washing of the face, it is from the pillars of the wudu. That if you miss a pillar from the pillars of the wudu, your wudu don't count. No wudu for you. You understand? But also what enters into the washing of the face, the ulama they mention, is what? المضمضة. When Naam Al Madmada the taking of water inside of the mouth. The taking of water inside of the mouth. Naam Western Shaq and taking water inside of the nose, Western Thar and expelling it from the nose. So all of this is from the face that we have to rinse out the mouth. And as the ulama they mean they mention, a person has to make sure when they're making Madmada that they get the whole of their mouth, that they don't just take a little water and they take it into like, you know, the, the beginning of their mouth and then they, they spit it out. But they make sure it gets around all of their mouth. As Sheikh Suleiman al-Ruhayli, he mentions, so to swish the water around the mouth, to enter the water into the mouth and to swish it around the mouth to make sure that the water touches all of the mouth, all of the back teeth to the wisdom teeth, yani, for those who have it, all the way to the back, yugula, every, yani, get it inside the mouth, good. You understand? All of the mouth, is, is 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 the water it touches it is is a must naam and then they bringing of water inside of the nose inside of the nasal cavity bringing of the water inside the nasal cavity and then expelling it bringing the water in the nasal cavity and then expelling it naam think about how many things this is yani a benefit for us and it, and it helps uh with, with 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 regards to the overall and general health of an individual naam and how and how helpful this is now you have people now with these neti parties and all that type of stuff talking about rinse out the nose and all this thing. And Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, we have the guidance in the deen of Al-Islam. Every time we pray, we're supposed to be putting water in our nose and taking it out our nose. Naam. And the like. Okay? So this should give us a better appreciation for the deen. You know, these kufar come up with stuff and they think it's like they're the ones, you know, found it. You understand? They're the ones found it. Oh, this is the best thing now. We just discovered it. And as Muslims, those who know they deem, we look and we smile. And we say, Alhamdulillah, what you just now discovered, we've been through that. Because Allah Ta'ala revealed yani, us to, yani, to do that. So the Muslims as a nation, we've been upon this for thousands of years. Y'all catch is, is now catching up. Hmm. Who should be trying to be like who? <laughs> you see? Allah Musta'an. Ala kulli hal. Ala kulli hal. This is a benefit. Because Allah Ta'ala, He commanded us to wash the face. And the nose and the mouth is from the face. The mouth and the nose is from the face. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said in a statement that is, that is, yani, uh, uh, concise statement, 
الطهور شطر الإيمان that cleanliness is half the faith نعم that cleanliness is half the faith النظافة شطر الدين that cleanliness يعني is half the deen is, is a great portion half the deen نعم وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم يسأل إن الله جميل يحب الجمال that Allah is يعني the most handsome and he loves that which is handsome and beautiful نعم so this is a concern for us to have what <coughs> excuse me a concern for also our outward appearance نعم to have a concern for our our outward appearance as aforementioned and بإذن الله تعالى to a person may say well what are the other pillars what are the other pillars of the wudu? The other pillars of the wudu is everything that Allah Ta'ala He mentioned inside of the ayah. That's the sixth ayah from Surah Al-Ma'idah. Naam, ya ayyuhaladina amanu, ida quntum ila salat, faghusilu wujuhakum to the end of the ayah. Naam, that all you who believe when you stand for the prayer, then wash your faces yeah, until the end of the ayah. Everything mentioned in there, those are the pillars. Those are the pillars. Everything that is not mentioned in there, then those are the sunnah aspects of the wudu. Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-islami wa sunnah. All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah. So cleanliness, ya ibad, is of tremendous and extreme importance as relates to our deen in general. As relates to our deen in general. The cleanliness that is internal, so that our heart is clean, our belief is clean, our morals yeah, and morals, all that is clean. Naam. And also that our outside physical appearance is also clean, always kept, always clean. Naam. This is of tremendous benefit and I encourage everyone to make sure that they stay upon this. Naam. The cleanliness because Allah is the most handsome and he loves beauty. He loves that which is handsome and beautiful. Naam. So let this be an encouragement. And as relates to the sicknesses and the ailments, cleanliness is a great and awesome, outstanding preventative factors uh, factor in the prevention of ailments uh, and, and, and spread of pathogens. Naam. And it's incumbent that we stick and cling to it. And then once they have struck and we ask Allah Ta'ala to save us from it, then it is a key and vital component to any type of treatment and that it has to be yani, connected to an extreme concern for cleanliness. Reflect on the guidance of the deen and how Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He has truly favored us with this great and tremendous gift of the deen of Al-Islam, our way of life, our way of life, our way of life, be appreciative unto your Lord. Show thanks unto your Lord. Be obedient unto your Lord. Be patient when calamity strikes. Bismillahi ta'ala. In the next portion of the series, we will go over another of the key protocols as taught to us in the deen of al-Islam, but are very applicable when it comes to dealing with pandemics and preventative factors from pandemics, epidemics, uh, infectious diseases, so on and so forth. But... We'll save that until the next time. Wa as'ala ta'ala an yuwafiqni wa iyyakum lima yuhibbuhu wa yarudha wa an yaja'alahu hujjah wa an yaja'al ma sami'na hujjatan lana wa la alayna 
وزدنا علما فنتفي بهذا القدر وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين إلى اللقاء استودعكم الله والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته